put a button. Okay. Do you have any plans to visit the border? I, at some point, you know, I, we are going to the border. We've been to the border. So you, this whole, this whole, this whole thing about the border. We've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. And I, mean, I don't, I don't understand the point that you're making. I'm not discounting the importance of the border. Well, I, I mentioned it because I, even, I, I know Republicans have certainly come at you on this, but Democratic Congressman Cuellar, as a border district, has said to the, you and the president, "Come, you need, I to, care you need about, to see this." Listen, I care about what's happening at the border. I'm in Guatemala because my focus is dealing with the root causes of migration. There may be. Uh, some who think that that is not important, but it is my firm belief that if we care about what's happening at the border, we better care about the root causes and address them. And so that's what I'm doing. gentlemen that was crazy um an epic fail lester holt you you might not get another interview after that but god bless you for for right. calling her out on it you, you, at the end you, tried to like well republicans are saying it you know yeah yeah to, yeah, yeah. Was like, trying to say it that way but look some accidental journalism. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I should have. I should have been in the room. We ain't saying nothing. <laughs> right. He's, he's the one that brought that up. We we don't even care. Well, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Wayne Dupree. Uh oh. Are you? I was gonna Both say, is that me? People or are frozen, or am I frozen? You're frozen. I'm good. Yeah, you're frozen, Wayne. Am I still frozen now? No, you're just a little blurry, but you're getting better. Y'all are frozen. No, it, well, that sure. wouldn't make sense. He, obviously, you would be frozen if you I'm see both of us frozen, okay. and therefore that means you're frozen. Okay. Okay. It's no big deal. Just another cyber attack, I'm sure. How, how does it look now? Okay. Beautiful. I'll tell you what, baby. the lines look excellent. <laughs> and you got to look at that. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Looking good. You get this barbershop. Hold on, wait a minute. Hold on now. Oh, hold on. Hold there hold you on go. Now. Oh, look at that. Devin oh, that's beautiful. Uh, GQ. There. GQ. That's that's cover GQ right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someone said that's some easy watching there. Sure oh. Is. Oh, okay. Well, you know. There you go. Make that trip. Okay, so um, <laughs> welcome to the show. My name is Wayne Dupree. We're unfrozen. Let me introduce Leo Bella, Blue Eyes. Blue Hello. Eyes. Baby got Blue Eyes. I think that was BJ Thomas, too. And then we got the brother, Reverend Pastor Deacon, Dr. Bishop here, uh, Brian Smith. What's up, B? Hey, uh, I'm completely undocumented, just so everybody knows. There's no documentation <laughs> You know, ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking about inflation for the last month, month and a half. We've been talking about it. Yeah. 
And the reason why we've been talking about it is because we've been watching it. We've been seeing it. Everybody else has been worried about all oh, this crazy little stuff that really doesn't matter to anybody. But we've been talking about inflation. Get ready. As a matter of fact, we even talk about Birch Gold. Uh, let me get that up here real quick. Birch Gold, the show is being sponsored by Birch Gold. I know, I know we're kind of changing a couple of things, but since we're starting out with inflation, Birch Gold is the place for precious metals. Everything's getting ready to go. Well, if it's not going up where you are, it's going up. And today we just want to touch on how globally this thing is going to destroy a lot of stuff. Uh, but Birch Go is a place where precious metals, where you can create your precious metals account. They're going to talk you through everything, going to walk you through everything, and they are going to leave you. They're going to be there for you. And this is why we think they should be. Am I locked up again? No, you're good. Yeah. Okay. No, you're, I'm um, listening. Yeah, they uh, want to make sure that you have the most, um, uh, the best opportunity to get some of either gold or silver through Birch Gold. Birchgold.com forward slash Wayne. Uh, there is a contest. If you have already signed up with Birch Gold, send us your email. If you have contacted them, send us your email. We are giving away 10 pounds of Wagyu beef. To two people. To two people. That's 10 20. pounds. And if you don't know what that is, we talked about that yesterday, and you're looking at like three hundred plus dollars. It's yeah, it's no joke. I mean, this no, stuff is it is the delicacy uh, of desired by the world out of Japan. It's phenomenal. Right, right. It's some good eating, that's for sure. Yeah, Birch Gold really has uh, thousands of satisfied customers, countless five star ratings, and they have an A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. I think that's very important whenever you're dealing with money especially. Yeah. And remember, some people are like, well, I don't, I don't have 10 grand sitting around. You don't have to. You right. can use your IRA or your 401k in order to get this, but they're there to talk to you. So just give them a call. You can ask them questions. They'll help you out. They're very, very helpful. Very, very knowledgeable. You're in good hands with them. Birchgold.com slash Wayne. And we've talked about examples of what's going on in this economy and the inflation that's going on. I had a uh, buddy send me a, a video of him he bought a uh, truck about 18 months ago for $73,000, 18 months ago. And he's taking it back to the dealership to trade it in for $1,500 less. Yeah. Then he drove it for 18 months. Well, it literally cost him a thousand bucks and he's trading it in. And the value of the truck has literally gone up. I mean, not above what he paid, but it hasn't decreased when, when you've got products that literally fall out when you drive them off the lot that aren't falling yeah. out we got a problem yeah let me they're let increasing me, um, as they drive off the lot wow <laughs> we started out yesterday's show Sorry. talking about how president trump came back and gave his speech over the weekend he also talked about inflation uh, but he did i uh during an interview let me mm -hmm. let me give you that and then we'll talk to you about that on the other side how about the state of the economy do you think it would improve if we ended these $300 a week unemployment pay? Well, nobody wants to go back to work, so that's a problem. But nobody wants to go back to work. Nobody's ever seen anything like this. But the economy, you've got inflation that's going to be rampant. And we've seen inflation before. You have. I remember you a long time ago when the world was cratering and 
Jimmy Carter and all of this stuff, the things that were happening were not not even believable, where interest rates were going up to 22 percent. Prime mm -hmm. rate was over 20 yep. percent. It's it's what's going on now is exactly the same, but it's worse. It's much worse. What they're doing now guarantees and you already have massive inflation. Look at food prices. Look at gasoline. We had energy independence. And now that's gone, Stuart. It's gone. We had think of it. Your we were energy independent. Is... When I left, uh, gasoline was a dollar eighty seven. Now it's you know, gonna be double that. It's gonna be triple and quadruple that. But food prices, everything is going lumber for a house is up at a level that it's never been. So it costs much more for a house. If, if you're right, if you're right, if massive inflation, if, and it's going to be very if you get inflation. massive inflation, Mr. President, you get a crashing economy and a crashing stock market. Is that your prediction? Well, I don't want to make predictions. You know what? Because I, I, I just think it's not. Good if I do, but I, I am very concerned about what's going on. I'm very concerned about some of these bills. And if you remember, I wanted to spend a lot of money on infrastructure, but it was on infrastructure to rebuild our roads and bridges and tunnels, not to do things like they're doing, handing money away and giving it away to foreign countries and, and all of the things. I'm very proud we got rid of some of these endless wars. You know, we haven't had a soldier killed in Afghanistan in over a year. People can't even believe it. Uh, and we we started that train rolling. It was just it was just about com completed. And frankly, I'm very happy that they're going to continue it. We've been there 21 years, 21 years, and it's enough. So they're coming home, and they're coming home from Iraq, and they're coming home. They're already back from Syria. Uh, we've done a hell of a job, and we've rebuilt the military. Can I just go back to one thing you said a couple of minutes ago? You say people don't want to come back to work. You think that, that the pandemic and the lockdown, did it change the workforce forever? Expound on that a little bit. How did it change it? Well, it might have for at least not forever, I guess. But people's attitude on work seems to be different beyond the money that's an incentive that they not go to work. But people, I don't know. It's It's... You know exactly the purpose of your question is interesting, because did it change their psychology on working is yeah. really sort of, yeah. I think, what you're asking, not just the money yes. incentive, because eventually that wears out. What I am surprised is that employees, you would think they'd be more loyal to their employer. So when the employer calls and he wants them back, you'd think they'd go, because this is just temporary, this money. But uh, there is a different feeling out there in my opinion, and I think probably in your opinion. So it may have changed the level and degree of people wanting to work. It may have changed it, Stuart. There's no question about it, because you see such a I difference. So, maybe. Yeah. That was President Trump uh, speaking, and as yesterday, Deutsche Bank analysis warned that inflation globally is it's a global time bomb. He didn't just say the United States of America. He said, well, they said globally. Um, the effects could be devastating, particularly for the most vulnerable. That means people that aren't making them, I mean, that are just making ends meet, that really don't have anything in savings and whatnot. Many of you, well, actually, many of you watching the show might remember what happened under Jimmy Carter. You might remember that. <laughs>
That's why he didn't get a second term. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> he didn't get a second term. Yeah, he, he went to I, battle. He went to battle with the gas companies thinking he was going to set prices. You can't. And, and see, that's the problem. Donald Trump, what a phenomenal guy, a phenomenal mind. The, the man is just sharp as he ever was. But when, when the federal government or any government tries to manipulate markets, manipulate things, or, or try to, I'm going to, I'm going to do it for the benefit of the people. And I'm going to manipulate something. Y you got to go back to the basics and Adam Smith's book. Uh, uh, he, when he's talking about capitalism and the invisible hand of capitalism, it truly, truly works that way. When the federal government or any governments get involved and start to alter change or twist you screwed up every time. Look at Venezuela. Look at Zimbabwe. Look at Greece. Look at Italy. Uh, look at all these countries that, that have, it doesn't work. I, the way that Trump, Trump, my gosh, is he underrated? People don't understand how good he actually knows economics. I mean, what he said in there was people's attitude on work has changed. Mm -hmm. Something psychologically happened. And he is dead on because I watch algorithms every day. I'm on every single social media watching and seeing what the younger generation's saying. And you know what he was right about? Gen Z and late term millennials are saying, we're not going to work. We're not going to work. They're starting a revolution and it's happening right before our eyes. And everybody's going, oh, it's just because they're on unemployment. Let me tell you something. It's not just because they're on unemployment. This is their new mindset. They're not going back to work. They yeah. want higher wages. They don't want to drive to work anymore. They want to work from home. Work that from is home. what COVID caused. They yeah. see how good they had it when they can sit at home and they don't want to work. They yeah. want to change and they want to say, that's fine then. I'll get a little commune. I'll get me and my family to just grow gardens and not work again. Literally, that is what I'm seeing on social media accounts. They don't want to work. And they look, do look, not want to work. And look, Wall, Wall Street and They're the Fed, Wall Street and the Fed think that this is a temporary situation. You know, it's going to come and go. But uh, reports are that it's most likely going to persist and lead to a crisis in coming years. And, though, and, and, and the time is getting shorter and shorter and the more than they keep spending trillion dollars like, like a John on Friday night with a hooker. I mean, they won the lottery. They, right. They, they, I mean, they, they are literally treating a trillion dollars like a hundred dollar bill. Right. And this time yeah. bomb has been coming for a long, 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 a long time. time. When you, right. when you bring up uh, Gen X, Great. For those of you who don't know, that's Dwayne my era, Gen X, 60s, 70s, 80s, the very beginning of the 80s. And I'm going to say, all our entire adult lives, we have never, ever been in the workforce with a booming economy like the baby boomers had it. And we always watched them. Always mm -hmm. the ones that were retiring. Y'all got your pensions from the companies that don't exist today. Y'all got, you know, y y this money and that money. And you're down there. You were putting steering wheels on Fords for 20 years, 30 years. Now you're down in Florida in the villages living high on the hog like a king and a queen. And your kids are now suffering for that for their entire adult life. Millennials, forget about it. And now they're seeing this and this. There's two generations underneath the baby boomers that are now uh, having to pay for what the baby boomers have literally reaped the rewards for. Well, and remember. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I'm just going to say, and remember millennials, Gen X or, or uh, Gen Z, they don't want to work. They want to depend off the government. They think that's the right thing to do. 
kind of like the Europe model where you, you work three weeks out of the year and then that's it. But it, it doesn't work for America like that. No, it's not no, practical. it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. And when, when I'm because the, the system for America is capitalism. Correct. So, so that, I mean, when you just lay back on your couch and you expect checks to come, it, it ain't going to work for you. Uh, Some of you might be saying, what exactly is inflation? To most people, inflation signifies widespread rising prices. Economists have long argued, as a matter of technical accuracy, that inflation denotes an increasing money supply. Frankly, though, most people don't care what happens to the supply of money, but they care a lot about the prices they pay, so I'll focus primarily on the numerous rapidly rising prices Americans are paying today. Following are several examples of the current inflation. Corn, soybeans, and wheat have been trading at multi-year highs, with corn having risen from around $3.80 per bushel in January 2020 to approximately $6.75 now. Chicken wings are at all-time record highs. It is getting more expensive to eat. Copper prices have risen to an all-time high. Steel, too, recently traded at prices 35% above the previous all-time high set in 2008. Perhaps most famously, the price of lumber has nearly quadrupled since the beginning of 2020 and has nearly doubled just since January. Naturally, with raw materials prices soaring, prices of manufactured goods are jumping, too. That is especially noticeable in the housing market, where the median price of existing homes rose to $329,100 in March a whopping 17.2% increase from a year earlier. The cost of driving is soaring, too. According to J.D. Power, cited in the Wall Street Journal, the average used car price has risen 16.7% and new car prices have risen 9.6% since January. So, are you depressed yet? Perhaps you can take some comfort in Uncle Sam's official price indexes where the price increases seem, at least at first glance, less jarring. But remember that the most commonly cited inflation indicator, the Consumer Price Index, CPI, is computed on the basis of a mythical, urban basket of goods, that often bears little relation to what you and I actually buy. The CPI, excluding food and energy, rose, only, 0.9% in March. That doesn't sound like much, but it was the biggest one-month increase since 1981, when, for those of you too young to remember, annual inflation was 10.32%. As for the Producer Price Index, PPI, which generally precedes increases in consumer prices, it is increasing at the highest rate since 2010, according to the Department of Labor. The Federal Reserve, Fed, has assured the public that the current inflation is transitory and that they have it under control. I don't know the future any more than Fed officials do, but I do not share their confidence. I am skeptical because, First, the Fed since its inception has had a terrible track record of accomplishing any of the tasks assigned to it by Congress. Second, it's impossible for the Fed or any other entity to control millions of prices and therefore to control the rate of inflation, to believe otherwise as a central planner's conceit. Tragically, the Fed has been trying for years to boost inflation to 2% annually. How bizarre that our central bank would deliberately strive to reduce the value of our money. At 2% per year, money loses half its purchasing power in 35 years. That would be half of your nest egg, millennials. Today's inflation is already problematical. A higher cost of living falls hardest on the poorest Americans. Given the present uncertainty about future prices, 
Numerous businesses are struggling to determine how much to produce, and thus are more likely to overproduce or underproduce. Furthermore, if inflation causes foreigners to lose confidence in the dollar, there could be an exodus from the dollar that could end its status as the principal global reserve currency, thereby triggering an even steeper decline in the dollar's purchasing power. The quantity of dollars already has risen 32.9% in the last 17 months, mostly due to the federal government's mind-boggling spending binge. It's possible that we have passed a tipping point where prolonged inflation higher than the hoped for an already objectionable 2% is unavoidable. Hang on tight, folks. We could end. The, re the reason why I well, let that play out is because when I saw it, I understood it. And I figured that I would share it because you get a better idea of inflation, what it's about, and how it is affecting or will it be affecting you and your family, your community, and your neighborhood. So um, uh, what do y'all think about that? <laughs> Republicans, Democrats, I know people are going to, and it's always political because somebody's going to make it political. Yeah. Uh, if you're a good conservative and you're like, I'm going to get elected to Congress and I'm going to make a change, I'm going to get up there and I'm make a change. Jim Jordan, mm -hmm. Mark Meadows, I, whoever you want to pick. And you get there, and when you get there, you learn really, 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 really quick that the entire government cannot stop floating itself money. Empty right. checks and borrowed money. They can't stop right. doing that. So right. you're like, okay, well, I want to get reelected because I don't want to crash the, the, the economy. I don't want to wreck the people. So, okay, I'll go along with this. Mm -hmm. That keeps going on and on and on for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. Now we fast forward to now. We got a pandemic that, that really wrecked the world. Thank you, China. And, and now we've got all the politicians, all of them pretty much, on board with trillion dollar bills to be passed on and passed on and, and, and biden's now looking for six trip so a total of 10 trillion dollars in just a couple of years like we were saying yesterday it's more money that has ever been spent in all of human history and we're doing it in six months to less than a year it's insanity well some key takeaways we are supply chain problems yes okay? so mm -hmm. yes that's one there's less confidence in the economy that's two and then we have a white a wage price loop which in my opinion means that what's going to happen is you're going to have workers anticipating higher costs and asking for higher wages and then you're going to have businesses that have to raise their expenses in order to compensate for the prices that they have to hire people which in turn will need even higher wages to compensate for that. So it's this never ending loop of a wage price war. Does that make sense? Yeah. And yeah, I think that that's where our biggest fault is going to be because that's what people are fearing the most. Not only that, but gas has risen 22% in the last three months. Mm -hmm. Food groups, this is alarming to me. I, I, I'm seeing this on Facebook. People are starting food groups, okay? Literally, all, like women across America are starting grocery groups where they take $50 and they break it down and try to go shopping and make every single meal $4. Every single meal. Do you know how unhealthy that is? I'm seeing the recipes they're putting out. It's frozen ravioli with like sodium-induced sauces and two pounds of cheese on it. And they're allowing their family to eat off of it for three days. They're having competitions uh. to see who can make the lowest price meals 
for the longest amount of time. There's no nutrients. So they're buying, yeah. there's no nutrients. And they're buying bulk cereals, like as big as dog food bags. And they're feeding it to their children with this discounted milk with antibiotics in it, things like that, that are cheaper. And they're bragging about it because honest to God, what else can they do? They don't want to do it, but they have to because groceries, I don't know if you guys have been shopping, but everybody in the chat, you know, you can let me know, but I feel like I'm paying 50% more than what I was, maybe even 60%. So, you know, I used to say, and, and um, Brian, Brian talked about it being political or that it will be political. Um, if they're, Look, I understand Biden's in office. I understand Dems have the House right now. I understand that I don't know who has the Senate. <laughs> I really don't, but they aren't doing anything in the Senate either. They aren't. I, you 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 really don't hear them talking about the inflation at all, like we have. No, or like no. have. You you don't hear them talking about it. Uh, and one of the worst things that will happen is that it's going to slam right into Americans and Americans aren't going to be prepared, which is why we're trying to prepare you watching the show. Now, the reason why I said about the political portion of it is because Steve Scalise had something to say about it too, which is a video that I'm getting ready to show you. But take this, take this for what it's worth. It's like Brian said earlier again, that it's been, ha I mean, that this has been building for a long time. It just didn't happen. Right. It's been building for a long time. It's like coming a pressure to cooker. Like a pressure right. cooker. Right. I mean, Leah's right uh, um, with the pressure cooker analogy because with the rapid spending that Biden has been trying to catch up that they weren't doing over the last four years because Trump was president, they have accelerated inflation to a point where it might not even be manageable. It might not. It might not be manageable. Let me, um, this is, again, this is politics. What he makes, he makes a lot of sense. But the problem is, is that they've been there and they haven't done anything, neither one of them has. Yeah, look, I mean, regardless of, of the elections in 2022 or 2024, uh, we've got to do what's right for the country. The policies right now are destroying the fabric of America. Look, look at our economy. Uh, you've got a lot of problems there. You've got inflation through the roof. Our adversaries, Russia, China, Iran, are all on the move. They're all testing President Biden right now. And frankly, President Biden is failing those tests. Just look at the recent hacks. Look at what China's doing. He's trying to give away the intellectual property of the vaccine to China uh, right now. So I think in the end, what, what any president is judged on is their performance. And right now, the performance has been very dismal. What a Bad for American jobs. Keystone's gone. Uh, President Biden approved the Russian pipeline Nord Stream to Germany. So yeah. he's killing American jobs, giving jobs to foreign countries. Those aren't good fundamentals. Yeah, look, the fundamentals are bad. I, and and, and, and believe, the fundamentals are worse. I mean, I mean, <laughs> there's there's something that is going to be played later on that they're going to talk about. Um, too. But actually, the video earlier was talking about uh, hasn't been this bad since 2008. That's when Obama was elected. Uh, yeah. But you know, I have to. I have to blame both sides. I, I mean, and but Scalise is right, and that's what I tried to say before the video. They have accelerated where we are right now with overreach. I was just watching this morning about a Tennessee bridge, Memphis, Tennessee bridge. Mm -hmm. Um, the infrastructure that 
they wanted to do less than what one percent or two percent was for infrastructure for the bridges and stuff. Right. But when they're talking about infrastructure now, they're talking about well, you know, we got to fix the bridges. So they're trying to make it seem like all of that money is going toward the bridges and stuff when it's not. I saw a bridge this morning that they have stopped uh, the traffic on both ways. They call um, Tennessee the the logistics place because everything goes in through that makes um, sense. Yeah. Tennessee, uh, Memphis, um, that the, the beam at the bottom of the bridge was sliced. It was sliced. Shame. And it's That's like, so dangerous. they stopped track. They have it going along some other way, which is causing a whole lot of traffic. And you know, the goods has to go through there, which is slowing everything down. Mm-hmm. But the bridges have been like this for a long time. They aren't fixing the bridges. They, I mean, the people in Congress have been so into themselves, like they are gods. You know that that um, that they can uh, uh, stand and and argue and blame each other instead of caring about what they're supposed to, which is the infrastructure in this country. The money. Look, stop spending all the goddamn money and put it toward the infrastructure, and the infrastructure itself will take care. Of the country, but I, they're putting pennies. They're putting pennies where they should be putting dollars. And 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 now, Wayne, but Wayne, you when you talk about that they spend too much, be, that's why they put pennies on everything because they've spent too much. So, Pete, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm 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 bent that man. No, Pete Buttigieg. It's not, yeah, you know, we got money, we got... No, you don't have the money, but you have to spend it, though, because bridges are breaking down. You have to put something, and that puts us in a bigger mess. Right. If we here in Cincinnati, we got a 60-year-old bridge, the Burns Spence Bridge, that was never meant to be a double-decker bridge. Now is a double-decker bridge and completely falling apart. Uh, I, I know uh, the, the governor, uh, Kasich, was trying to get money out of Trump back in the day and uh, did a lot of failures, but trying to blame it on Trump, trying to blame it on Republicans. This thing's 60 years old. You guys are running this thing on the ground. It's huge. It's uh, uh, I-75 that goes all the way down to Florida through Cincinnati. It's got to be fixed. Nobody's fixing it. 60 years old. And to your point about politicians and the money, for every dollar of welfare that goes to a welfare recipient, the welfare recipient receives 60 cents, maybe even less now, of every dollar. 60 cents of every dollar goes to the politicians and the peoples and the powers that be to process the welfare money to these people and good luck with your retirement good luck with with, with your uh uh your social security that thing's already been bought and spent and borrowed and borrowed and spent and spent and spent it's gone talking about drunken well, sailors they give drunken sailors a good name they look like angels my goodness well and the, what frustrates me and i know i always go back to this is the kennedy center is sparkling it's beautiful <laughs> there's not a pothole in sight near that uh, yeah. They spend so much on the Kennedy Center. Again, I fall back on the Pakistan gender studies. There's so much money going overseas. Those are the, That's the one thing that I like to name because it's just so mind-blowing that we're spending this type of money over there if you really take a good hard look. Now we have the energy secretary coming out stating that enemies are capable of shutting down the U.S. power grid. Do you understand what that does to America if they shut down our power grid? 
And I'll end with this. In 1945, there were 41, pe there were 41 w people working for every American receiving Social Security benefits. Do you understand? 41 people working for every American receiving Social Security benefits. By 2030, there'll be two workers for every American receiving Social Security and Medicare benefits. That is an issue that neither side wants to talk about. No. Now, when you've got almost half, what I don't know if it's half, but it, under Barack Obama, it did rise above 51% yes, of all Americans receiving some kind of government assistance. 51? Yeah. Th yeah. This has got to stop. And and, and they, the victimhood mentality that these politicians and the media plays on people, it's, it's yeah. not one race, it's all races. They play on yeah. everybody. Yeah. And we, Talk about white people on, on welfare. They probably make up the largest majority of it, whether it be disability. So. Yeah, yeah, whether it be disability, whether food stamps or cash aid or whatnot. That, why not? I'm going to get mine. I'm going to get yeah. mine. No, it's not. It's all of ours. But they you make you think I'm differently. I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because a whole lot of people out there think that it's just urban minorities that uh, are getting, are, that are soaking up uh, the this this money that the government is giving, but there's a whole lot of poor white people out there too. Uh, I mean, a lot. It's a lot. It, well, the whole state of West Virginia. Well, it's not just poor. Like, in middle America, there's a whole lot of like like real. And it's I mean, not America just for just, white people. Right. It's right. actually white people, but it's also people that are are really putting one over on the system. Uh, my mother used to work in the health industry, and she's seeing 18-year-olds coming in saying they have bad backs, and the doctors are signing off on it and allowing them to get Social Security. Yeah. No, well, well, no, no, no. Um, disability, right? Disability, yes. Disability, yeah. correct. But, you know, it's all coming from the same place. Right, right. I used to and they shouldn't be on – and they're 18 years old. They can work. A lot of people just fake the system. I see it all the time, especially yeah. in my area, a I lot. Used to see people, I used to see people – walking on the street in the middle of the day when they should be working. And then you find out that they're on, that they got disability. And I put out a question a long time ago, a long, like years ago, because I, because I don't understand that. How, I mean, if you get disability when you're young, like in your early twenties, you, mm -hmm. you get disability. Does that, how does that play out with social security when you get old, I mean, because you can't create, you can't get social security kind of, from disability. It's not a double dip. It becomes your social security. It, it. Yeah. Well, you, you you get your, 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 your medical, you get, everything's paid for it. So it don't even matter. I yeah. Mean, but it runs out, right? No, no, no it's permanent it's for life under Obama. Yeah. It's permanent disability. When your unemployment ran out under Obama for 99 weeks, if you could find a way to get on disability, that was your golden ticket for yeah, really? life. For life. I thought yes. that disability, I mean, I thought that there was a limit for disability it, and then it can be a limit for unemployment. It can be revisited. Say, for example, you have cancer and you're on disability. For, short, for that, then maybe five years they'll revisit it and see if you can no, work no, again. No. Say, okay, okay. Say, say if something, say if something happened at your job and no. you were injured and you know, well, that's like short term disability, totally different. Or, or, unless you go on long term, or if it's a permanent disability. Permanent disability. Thing. I know two people personally. Yeah. Personally, two people personally that are on medical disabilities for life, and all they have to mm -hmm. do is still 
say they can't do anything. Other doctor just has to sign off on it every right. six and it's, months. And it's and it's and it's mental. It's mental. It's mental medical disability for life. Mm-hmm. You can do that, and you can play it off. Rheumatoid arthritis. Mm-hmm. You could get disability for life for for rheumatoid arthritis. I mean, it's, it's nonsense. National Review put top ten things they spend. The one thing that put three point one billion dollars for vacation paid for federal employees on administrative administrative leave. So you're on leave for being bad, and you're still getting paid to turn to $3 billion a year. That's what the nonsense is. On top of this, disability. Get your disability. I will have a disclaimer. There are people that deserve disability, though, too. Right. You know, right. Um, right. so I don't want anyone to think that we're downplaying that because there are people no, no. in this country that uh, deserve disability, and they deserve to get it full term. We're right. not talking about those people. We're talking no, no, about no. eighteen-year-olds that are going in saying, right. "My right. toe stubbed. I have that. I have a black and blue toe, and I need disability." Right. I did say right. that, but you know how people yeah. tend to not like. Well, no, I'm, you're, I, I'm no because I because I said when I was growing up, I used to see young young people in their early twenties not working. I don't, why why aren't they working? I got to go to a supermarket. Why? Oh, they're on disability. What do you mean disability? They're yeah, out there yeah. playing basketball and all that stuff and everything. Well, I know a guy. I know a guy that does woodworking. He's on full time permanent disability. So when you buy his products, he has to say, "Well, don't say you got them from me because then I'll lose my disability." Yeah, yeah, it's almost like a double dip type of thing, too. Yeah, just they know they can get away with it. The ADA has made it so so difficult on talking about people with disabilities has made it so hard on people with disabilities, all these rules and all these regulations that people with disabilities can't even get jobs because the company is not going to hire them because the company has got to now re-outfit the whole building to hire this and then risk a possibility of something going wrong in the business. And then if you talk to the folks on the streets that want to get a job that are truly disabled, they can physically work. People mm-hmm. won't hire them. There's too many laws. Too many litig- we live in they such are. a litigious country. Yeah. They want everybody right. on their money. I mean, that's right. the end of it. They want that's you in government the, end, the whole circular. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Get them all. Well, I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, ladies and gentlemen, another one of our sponsors is CBD Lion. CBD Lion, uh, awesome. They're so great. Um, great products anywhere from the, the, uh, the lotion gummies. The vegan, the vegan gummies, to the lotion, uh, for uh, the the CBD lotion, which also helps with your pain, uh, deep pain. I mean, uh, I realize not only is it topical, but you got to rub that thing in, man. You know, just don't dab it. No, rub it in so that it gets in, and you know, it's it's really good. It, I mean, it's really good. And these um, these um, gummies right here. They're not the gummies from the supermarket, but I tell you this, they work. Look at look at those pretty things. Just imagine yeah, they're not your grandma's gummies, that's for sure. <laughs> imagine you watching the show and just having a good old time with these. Um, yeah, and and you know, for those that are dealing with anxiety on a daily yeah. basis, or OCD, or paranoia, I mean, there they even said that. 80% of us have experienced some type of emotional issue over the last year. The gummies help with that. The tincture helps with that. It yeah. helps you alleviate those intrusive thoughts 
or those mm-hmm. the paranoid thoughts or the anxiety that you just might have that's just too overwhelming. Uh, mm-hmm. So if that if you can relate to that, please don't hesitate. At least try it out. Uh, go to CBD line. You're going to get 20 percent off anyways and, and test drive it and see if it's for you. Um, there's no commitments. I mean, you, you can buy a pack of gummies, try them out. And if you don't like them, that's fine. And if you do, you can, you can get them again. But like he said, there's a full spectrum lotion out there that, yeah, it is topical. You've got to rub it in. Can't be a sissy about it. Really rub it in. Uh, but doing that for two straight weeks, it's amazing. My inflammation in my left leg has completely disappeared. Uh, I haven't had that in five years. In fact, I canceled my one x-ray that I had coming up in July for it to see if there was any, I don't know, it was something to do with a need thing, but I don't have to do that now. And I mean, it is completely gone. I'm not saying that it's going to do that for everybody, but it did do it for me. So give it a chance. Right. When you reduce inflammation in the body, the body does heal itself. And that's what, that's what we're talking about. CBD. A lot of you folks are already purchasing these products locally or from around, or maybe you don't know where you're getting it from. You're getting it on the internet or the Amazons, wherever these guys are here. They're in America. Uh, they're out of Illinois, a small business, uh, they've been doing this their entire life. I mean, this is what they do. They, they, they're scientists, and this is what they've come up with. Done That's a phenomenal great. job. So, some of the great guys. We, we interviewed them here, and uh, just great, great all-around guys. I agree. And last night, yesterday, I asked about the uh, the mel- melatonin CBD. Yeah. Uh, I, tried, I tried one last night. Put me out, boy. Wayne said how many? I said, I know, I, did, yeah. I just yeah, put the number I was like, one just up one and way. immediately put the number one up. There's yeah. no reason for anymore. Well, and it was funny because I was chatting in the uh, text that we do. We have a group text. Brian and yeah. I are going back and forth talking about a certain subject that happened. I can't remember what it was. Something to do with Bitcoin. You hear nothing from Wayne. It was like crickets. And I'm like, and then like <laughs> nine o'clock this morning, he just pops in and I'm like, oh, there you are, stranger. You must have had a good sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was I, I was like I was like um I was like right after I told him I was like okay so too tight out people and then, out. and yeah and then I just went over there and I just laid down I was like I'm just right. gonna rest up just for a minute yeah yeah I'm yeah I, I'm out I'm done. <laughs> But no, it, no, it works. It works for those that are out there. All right, um, Barack Obama is back in the news. Good God! Of course, he has to implant himself there. We've, we've been telling you, and this this really gets on Leah's nerves about Barack Obama. But I'm gonna play this because it's very telling. Uh, because actually, both co-hosts have talked about Biden and this extension of Obama's term. But the way that Obama talked about it, that that's crazy. Uh, he talked about it with Joe. I don't know if y'all have seen it yet. Watch Joe this. Biden, we did this together. We always talked about how if we could get the principle of universal coverage established, we could then build on it. And I just want to say how proud I am of what you've done now with the American Rescue Plan. When we open up the enrollment period again, and reduce the cost. 1.2 million people signed up on top of the 30 million. And look how many times they try to defeat your legislation. The ACA, later known as Obamacare, which I take pride in. And I keep reminding people. It was built on a model that combined good ideas from Democrats and Republicans. You know, you and I have both had some, some tragic you know, illnesses 
in, in our families. We know what it's like emotionally, and that's compounded if a family, when somebody who they love deeply gets sick, is now also trying to figure out, how do I pay the bills? Can I get the best treatment? Am I gonna have to mortgage my house? Am I gonna have to drain all my retirement savings? You were so good when Bo was dying. I literally remember sitting on the bed with him within a week or so of him passing away and thinking, what in God's name would I do if I got a notice from the insurance company saying you've outrun your coverage? The effort was worth it. The families that uh, have been able to care for their loved ones, be cured, have access to care, that all makes it worthwhile. So I just want to thank your administration and all the folks who've been working on this for now building on it and continuing to expand it. If I had a dime for everyone who said to me over the last two years campaigning and as president, tell the president, meaning you, I said thank you. It saved my life. It saved my... No, I mean it. That's because I, I had a good partner. Oh my God, that makes me sick. Wow. wow. Oh my God, I thought you were going to play something different. I never well, seen no, that. No, no, I, I got something how else. I got something else. How wretchedly, disgustingly de deceiving that the loving on each other and then talking about my dad. You, you saved my dad's son. Well, you didn't save him, but you were there for him. And man, I don't know what I'd do. You know, yeah, you would. You're a millionaire. You, you know exactly what you would do. You're a multi-millionaire. Joe does that every time. He has to throw his dead son who was cancer-ridden every single time. When you use that to exploit, that tells you what kind of person you're getting. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, that that little and the reason why I played you that is because I, I want you to understand what uh the the little feel good emotional type of uh blueprint that these two are are doing because when the, the next clip that I'm getting ready to play you right now uh I mean Beavis and Butthead that's what they remind me of. remember Beavis and Butthead <laughs> kissing each other's do. butt oh, Obama really basically yeah, came that out. and stampy <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Obama actually came out and said that Biden was finishing the work that he began oh, by redistributing wealth through programs like Obamacare. And on top of that, he said that Biden is using at least 90 percent of his administration in 90 percent of Biden's administration was Obama's administration. So they're keeping the continuity going in bankrupt in this country. Right. Um, right. The, and uh, then Obama went a, a little bit further with CNN. I was watching that this morning, the, the, uh, the quick interview. And uh, the way they, they were talking about January 6th. The insurrection day, day of insurrection. Oh, that. It, they're calling it. Well, the Senate report isn't calling it that. The Senate report didn't even include Trump or insurrection, the word insurrection in it this morning that um, they released. They just talked about um, uh, that people knew about it. People didn't do anything, but they didn't add Trump's name and they didn't 
the insurrection the word insurrection wasn't even put in there but we'll talk about that tomorrow um to see yeah to see obama say that joe biden is finishing the job scares the hell out of me Right. Anytime anybody says I'm going to finish the job, that is a mob mentality. When I see those two talk, you play that little Hallmark pretty music behind it, and then yeah. and they're both complimenting each other. Obama says, well, I take pride in that. And then Joe says, well, yeah, I remind people every day. I am telling you, those two are a terror cell. That is a terror yeah. cell. You're literally witnessing, you've never seen deep inside the caves where the Afghanistan ISIS terrorists talk and convene. Well, there you go. That's what our terror looks like here in the country when you get those two together. That freaks me out when I hear finishing the job. And I'll tell you, he almost ran this country into the into the dirt for eight straight years. So we yeah, he's back. Yeah. Yeah. he's back. And of course, everybody questioned why he had a uh, house in D.C. Everybody questioned why Valerie Jarrett was moving in with him. Now we understand what all of this was about. It was eight years of hell, and here we are in our ninth year. This is a terror cell. They are terrorizing America. And how, how did we go over all the facts of Obamacare? Really? Really? Right. Low on, enro on, on enrollment. Uh, the cost started skyrocketing. Uh, small businesses and self-employed lost health care. Penalties mm -hmm. to the tune of five, six, seven, eight, nine thousand dollars a year a penalty. Your your deductibles and a ten thousand dollar deductible and the friggin' website. I, mean, I could go on all day about this. The friggin' right. website, multi billion dollar website that never worked, crashed. Right. Yep. I mean, you could go and get buy a coder off the street for mm -hmm. for ten dollars an hour to put something together. But billions. Then, but then. He is the expert on the GOP. Right about Sarah Palin, about her brief ascendancy. Right. And you talk about dark spirits that had long been lurking on the edges of the Republican Party coming center stage. Did you ever think it would get this dark? No. I, I, I thought that there were enough guardrails institutionally right. um, that even after Trump was elected, uh, that you would have uh, the so-called Republican establishment, who would say, okay, you know, it's a problem if um, the White House isn't, doesn't seem to be concerned about Russian meddling, uh, or <laughs> it's a problem if um, we have uh, a, a president who's saying that, you know, neo-Nazis marching in Charlottesville, they're good people on both sides. You know, that that's a little bit beyond the pale. Um, and the degree to which uh, we did not see that Republican establishment say, hold on, time out, that's not acceptable, that's not who we are, but rather be cowed into accepting it, and then finally culminating in uh, January 6th, where what originally was, oh, don't worry, uh, this isn't going anywhere, we're just letting... Trump and others vent, and then suddenly you now have large portions of an elected Congress going along with uh, the falsehood that uh, there were problems with the election. I and, and the leadership of the GOP, briefly for a, you know one night when they still had this sort of yes. scent of fear in them, yeah. you know, going against the president, and then poof, suddenly everybody was back in line. Now what that. The reason for that is because the base believed it. The base believed it because this had been told to them not just by 
the president, but by the media that they watch. And nobody stood up and said, stop. This is enough. This is not true. I won't say nobody. Let me correct it. There were some very brave people who did their jobs, like the Secretary of State in Georgia, who was then viciously attacked for it. And all those congressmen started looking around and they said, you know what, I'll lose my job. I'll, I'll get voted out of office. Another way of saying this is I didn't expect that there would be so few people who would say, well, I don't mind losing my office because this is too important. America's too important. Some things are more important than... Just Our democracy's too important. We didn't see that. Now, uh, I, I, you know, I'm still the hope and change guy, and so my hope is, is that uh, the tides will turn, um, but that does require each of us to... Um, to, to understand that this, this experiment in democracy is not uh, uh, self-executing. It, it doesn't happen just automatically. It happens because each successive generation says these values, these truths, we hold self-evident. This is important. We're going to invest in it and sacrifice for it, and we'll stand up for it, even when it's not politically convenient. I don't even think he knows what he's saying. I, I truly don't. He says, he said poof in there. Well, poof, you created ISIS. Poof, Obamagate was real. Poof, you spied on Americans. Poof. Russia Gate, portions. Russia Gate was real because you guys created it, you son of a gun. Subverting the American people. Believe that there was a problem with the election after watching that. How can you not believe that? And you know what? He says the base believed that. Well, the base also believed that there was a Wuhan leak. And guess what? There was. The base also believed that you were spying on a sitting president, and you were. So why would you question the base again? Everything else is being hacked. Why wouldn't you question that about the election? I am so sick and tired of hearing that. Yeah, the tides are turning, Obama. The tides are turning. Hope and change. He was never the president of hope and change. He was the president of ISIS and complete collapse of our system. That's what he was the president of. I can't stand it when I see videos of him. I actually shake. <laughs> it's the height of it's the height of gaslighting. I mean, I mean, yeah. the guy was gaslighting whoever believes in, in Obama or whoever voted for him or whoever's like, hey, you know, I like the dude. When you watch him sit down and talk to a gay man and a gay journalist um, and who now has a baby <laughs> with his husband, they they bought one somehow. You know how you do. You, you pick one up and just buy it. It's a hot thing in Hollywood. You just <laughs> buy babies. Uh, and he talks this talk like <laughs> the guardrails would hold Trump in place. Yeah. For you, my friend, there were no guardrails. There were no guard. The Republicans and John Boner wouldn't hold you accountable for not a damn thing. And you know it. I got a pen and I got a cell phone. What the hell? And nobody yeah. stopped you. Paul Ryan O'Ryan wouldn't stop you. He gave you your $4 billion check that you wanted. You got richer than rich. And not only that, but you said F-16 to the Muslim Brotherhood mm -hmm. down to Egypt. You, you literally created, you are the one of the founding fathers of ISIS. Yes, Bro. he is. He said that, uh, I, like I alluded to earlier, 90% of the folks in the, in the Biden administration or in his administration, they are continuing and building on the policies that we talked about. Uh, 
He and the country is getting worse. And the country is getting worse. It's perfect proof that for eight years we had to endure this. And now 90% of the people are in. And now 90% of our country is failing because of Biden and his policies. Yeah, he, um, right? Obama. Or am I crazy? No, 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 no. You're right. You're right. You're right. It, um, Obama 2.0. Yeah. yeah. Um, later on in the interview, he said he hoped that Biden would shift the next generation of Americans more toward leftist policies. Um, and also okay, communism. that uh, Biden was building on what we did before. People will notice and it will have a political impact. That's what uh, and that interview is out there. Uh, Obama's talking. But then Trump is out there talking too. Now, uh, meaning Trump is, I've, I've always said I like fairness. So now Trump is getting ready to do his rally. So there's going to be another side of the story that you can hear instead of just hearing what you just heard just a while ago. So that's something that um, we're going to be talking about in the next coming days. Last thoughts. They want us to turn in, and I'm sorry if you live in California. But they want to turn us into the most liberal California one state country. They want one state country and they want us to turn into that dangerous, dangerous liberal ideology thinking uh, that portions of California has become. That's what Obama wants. Obama is running the country. He's destroying the country once again. And he's putting himself, isn't it convenient that he does this interview on June 1st, right when Trump starts to come out and announce that he is making his way back to the center stage? Obama fears Trump. I don't have any doubt about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And questioning everything that happened in November and December is perfectly fine. Don't feel uncomfortable that you're doing that, especially now what we're seeing when it comes to getting our oil hacked, getting our meats hacked. There was just another hack today, supposedly. They say it's a cloud computing issue. Don't give me no, that bullcrap. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah, give me that yeah, bullcrap. Yeah, Don't. Yeah. Don't. I'm so sick and tired of being lied to. The FBI comes yeah. out and says they retrieved Bitcoin from the terrorists. Don't lie to me. I am so sick and tired of it. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it has to stop. And the only way it stops is if these Republicans and these conservatives stand up and start doing something instead of just tweeting out and the stupid ass bumper stickers. It doesn't work anymore. The same talking points that you've used for 50 years does not work anymore. Yeah. I can't you know, stand these old. Go ahead. No, I know. I fit in the way that you I'm just angry said a little it, bit. I'm sorry. In the way that you just said it, that maybe it's. Honestly, we probably maybe the FBI didn't get the money back, but they hadn't put that out so that nobody would do that again. Absolutely. You know, you they had to hedge their You can't hack right, Bitcoin. Right. The, the FBI's got to come out and say, hey, we got our money back. No, you didn't. You just don't want terrorists to keep doing right. this. Hopefully, you didn't hack Bitcoin. Hopefully, the terrorists don't come out and stupid terrorists come out uh, or these keyboard terrorists and say, no, you didn't. We got the money so they can be tracked and, you know. That's hope. right. Yeah, they got Hopefully, them where they want. You know what? Yeah, go ahead and say it. Whatever. Yeah. And why would you trust the FBI now? They've lied to us the entire time. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're going to tell us the truth about Bitcoin. They're, they're the least most transparent group of people I've ever seen, but they're just going to come out and announce that? Bull. I'm sick of it. Comey, McCabe, Rod Rosenstein. I, I, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, no. Uh, my last thought, uh, again, I, you know, it's it's really heartbreaking that we are now celebrating an entire month of sin uh, in this country. <laughs> it is a government uh, mandated policy that we must celebrate sin. Uh, sin 
is when you, you do something with, with, with results that show up that are not good, bad results. You know, like if I, if I took and I, I beat my brother up, the results of that are not going to turn out good. That's bad. bad. You guys want to see Brian triggered? This right. Want to see Brian triggered? Brian, this guess what? What's that? Skittles took the rainbow out of their treats, out of their candies, and turned it gray. Because there can only be one rainbow this month. Oh, it's the uh, um, it's the LBGTQ LMNOP rainbow. Right, right, and it's it's just yeah. solid nonsense. No, but that my whole point, <laughs> my whole point is, is that that you can do what you want. Nobody's telling you you can't do what you want. I, and I'm the last person to stop you. But but when you find out that your life sucks and you don't know why and you're angry you're you, you got all this anxiety you're frustrated your relationships are gone bad and everything's and nothing seems to work out right there is a good way to live life i'm just saying there's a right way and there's a wrong way to live life and there's a good way to live life turn your life over to jesus that's all there is to it if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired there you go there's your answer there's two straight days about that man that month is killing you boy ain't it no, it's, a, it's my, it, it, my it birthday. Them. It's my birthday month, and I take it. I, I shouldn't take it personal because not my month. No, I mean, no, no, it's all right. Could be Trump's right. month. I mean, Trump's yeah. birthday, the fourteenth, you know, flag day. Yeah. yeah everybody, everybody in the month of June. Come on, man, we need to rise up. Let's ain't ride. That boy, <laughs> that boy packs it, don't he? <laughs> now offering time. Um, <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash Wayne Dupree. We. We just got somebody right during the show. I want to give a shout out for you um, before we go. Uh, don't forget, uh, if you have signed up for Birch Gold, we got some Wagyu beef for you. Uh, or if you've contacted them, contact us. Send us an email, wayne at waynedupree.com, or send us a message through the app. Yeah. Just give us your email that you signed up with or your phone number. And we can run it against whatever they have, and you you will have ten pounds of wagyu beef. And like we said, t- wagyu beef is not cheap, y'all. Wagyu beef. We're gonna, we're gonna pick two lucky up. winners. You get yep. ten pounds of that stuff. So I mean, and it's and it's good. It's good. Um, James, James B. Thank you for becoming a Patreon member. Thank you, James, and um, helping James. us, believing in us um, for the show. Uh, your your money right there, your Patreon money, your monthly contributions go toward paying for this show and helping us continue to um, broadcast. Uh, let me see tomorrow Monday Wednesday, Monday Wednesdays and Fridays. I don't know if y'all. Oh uh, no, that's right. Uh, Monday, <laughs> Monday Wednesdays and Fridays, we are also broadcasting on Epoch TV. Epoch TV. Um, and if you want to go there right now, well, after the show, epochpartner.com forward slash Wayne Dupree, you'll be able to watch us and our exclusive material for them. Plus, I'll tell you, yesterday was a good show. It, it was yesterday a good show. was a hell of a show. It was a good show. A couple of comments lot, there, too. A lot of comments. <laughs> yeah, we had a ton a of, of comments, comments about good. They were all discussing it yeah. in the chat room. ES Jeb said the Epoch show was really good, folks. You got to check it out. Yeah. It was a heck hey, of a show. Thank you. So. Yeah. I mean, you, you and sooner or later, there's going to be a little uh, 
Y'all gonna see that. I had a, I had a discussion with one of our Patreons, been with us for years and years and years. He mm-hmm. reached out, uh, Bill. Bill said, if you pay me $5,000, I'll put a suit on. Otherwise, y'all crazy. I said, come on, Bill. <laughs> it's not that bad. And he fought. If I said, Bill, I fought it too. But yeah, the law yeah. won. I can't, yeah. You just can't yeah. keep fighting it forever, man. It's all right. No. Sometimes you just got to give in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes you just got to take it. Oh no, yeah. oh, no. don't like, fight it. Like Pride, like Pride Month. Just gotta take it, bro. <laughs> just, just don't fight it. <laughs> Suffer properly. <laughs> Suffer properly. Taste the rainbow, Brian. Taste the rainbow. No!